I'm Agent Phil Coulson with the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. That's quite a mouthful. I know. We're working on it. Episode of Agents of Shield Cast. I am Colonel Chaos, aka Chip Sella, and joining me tonight, the one, the only, the amazing, the astonishing, the spirit of we got nothing to talk about this week. Uh, Agent Andy Ant Man Urquhart, how you doing, Agent? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty good. Um, probably, uh, I'm, I'm pretty busy this week, but I don't think I'm as busy as you, Chip. Oh yeah. Well, 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 I've started a new job this week. You started yes. the biggest new job. <laughs> yep, that's true. Now that I am president, yep. You know, uh, I, I'm trying to quell the protesters as we speak. <laughs> Not my president. <laughs> president so, Kios. Uh, President Chaos. Captain Chaos is in the house. In the White House. <laughs> God help us all. But yeah, so, that, Andy. That was, that was a weird one. <laughs> a bit of a shocky. Uh, yeah, it was. It kind of. It came out of nowhere because, of, I mean, Tuesday night uh, before we did B Team. Listening to, uh, you know, the network TV, you know, they pretty much were already crowning Hillary, saying she's got this in the bag, Trump has no shot, blah, blah, blah. And then when we finished B-Team, it's like, holy shit. And uh, it was great. The best part of it was watching the all the people in the press just be so, so wrong. Mm, yep. Um, I am I am not a I'm not a Trump supporter in any way. But just watching all these smug little assholes that really treated him—I mean, he, he kind of he brought it on himself. But they really treated him like shit and showed him no respect. And I don't know how much respect he deserves. Hmm. But it, you know, uh, they basically went from uh, putting dirt on his grave to, grave to sucking his dick within a couple of hours. <laughs> Do you, do you know the thing that's, that's funny about it to me is that uh, number one, you can't ever trust the polls ever again because all the polling was totally wrong, mm-hmm. and it's, it was the same over here for the uh, the Brexit thing, totally wrong. Brexit. You can't you can't trust these polls at all. Like it just is not representative of the population as a whole anymore. 
So the poll, you might as well not bother doing the polls. You might as well just flip a coin. Um, and the the other thing that I thought was quite funny as well is that all press is good press <laughs> because yeah. he's been he's been saying some really bad shit over the last wee while and he's got his name out there and everyone's got his name in their head. So when they went to vote, they voted for him. And okay, yeah, I, I know he, he didn't win. Um, what, your electoral system works a bit differently from ours, so he didn't he didn't win right. the popular vote, but he still won the election. Yeah, because he won, the states that he won had enough votes. We kind of discussed it on uh, one of last week's shows that we did. Hmm. That, you know, where I live, Connecticut has six electoral votes. New York probably has 50 electoral votes because, hmm. you know, there's more people, etc. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, it was... The fun, you know, I I, I was wa- I watched till like two in the morning, and I finally had to go to bed, and they hadn't declared him uh, the winner yet. But uh, listening to pre- the press and their the anchors are basically saying how you know asking the pollsters and and their people how did we fuck this up so bad? <laughs> and li- listening to the people, uh, the pollsters basically say uh, uh, say people must have lied to us. They didn't tell us who they really voted for. They were <laughs> lying to us. It was like, "Oh, you whiny little bastards!" <laughs> so it, it was. Just, it was just kind of hilarious. But you know, uh, President-elect Trump already sounds very different than the candidate Trump. He's yeah. already kind of stepping back on all his crazy little policies, and you know, uh, the few times I've seen him speak since then. He's very humble. I think he's in shock because he never expected to win. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think it's he like, did now, it now what the fuck do I do, you know? Yeah, I think he was just doing it all as a big joke up until the point where he won the election and he's like, fuck, now I need to be the president. And now he's just kind of going, Phoom. like, he's kind of drawn a line under it mm-hmm. and going, yeah, okay, now I'm going to be professional Trump president. Okay. But yeah, good luck. I always thought he was, I always thought he was a Hillary plant in the Republican Party. Yeah, <laughs> you know he was he he was there to be absolutely ridiculous so that Hillary could win with a landslide because nobody would vote for this clown. <laughs> yeah, so yep. uh, it, it was uh, it was quite a shock. So because you know when when I do B team when when I do any of my shows I usually don't have it. There's a TV here, but I usually don't have it on, so I wasn't really paying attention i was you know we're doing b team hmm. and then when we turned it off it's like what the fuck happened in the last two hours <laughs> so but all right enough with american politics people do not uh want uh come to this show to hear about that if you want to hear about that i highly recommend uh knuckleballer radio last week where we uh talk about uh, the election uh, and all the screaming, whining millennials that uh, are throwing a huge hissy fit in our country because the candidate that they couldn't even get their ass off, uh, get off their ass to go vote for, didn't win because they didn't vote for them, and now they're whining about it. You want to hear about that? Go listen to Knuckleballer Radio. Well, to, to be fair to those people, you don't know if they voted or not. There's no way to know. No, but 
if, only, if, they're, okay. if they're out there protesting, then they must have voted for Hillary. Like, the, otherwise, Ooh, they, they have no right. I to don't protest. think so. You're like, right. Yeah, I mean, if they if, well, they if they didn't, then go home. Forty six percent of the people did not vote in our election this year. So, you know, basically one out of two people that were yeah. able to vote didn't show up. <laughs> and if they're, it's about to you vote. know, and I have a feeling. I have a feeling a lot of them are now sitting are the ones out there looting and rioting and causing all the trouble. And the rest of you, this is the way it's worked for two hundred and thirty years. Yeah, and, this and is I mean, <laughs> you know. To, to, to be honest, though, I mean, it, it's it's not really going to make much difference day to day for most people. Like it's it's not. It doesn't matter. Hopefully who's not. Who's in charge of the country for the oh. most part? It doesn't doesn't make much difference day to day. In the, in the long term, Hopefully it will it may make a difference, but who knows? As long like, as we don't end up, things might get better. Going to war, or, yeah. He, he, you know exactly. At this point, he's our president. Uh, you know, you uh, you want to support him in anything that's legal and ethical, and uh, you know, like like the tweet I posted said, uh, and I quoted it from somebody. Uh, Rooting for the president to fail is like hoping the uh, pilot of the plane you're on crashes. Yep. You know, 100%. I mean, hundred percent agree. We're all in this together. So, all right, no more politics, Andy. <laughs> we got Marvel news to talk about yes, before it, I lose my voice too. Okay. So, but before before we jump into the news, do you do you want to give our kind of brief overview on, on Doctor Strange, what we thought of it without any spoilers, obviously? Sure. Go see it. It yes. is a great. It is a great Marvel movie. Whether or not it's in the top five, I'm not sure. That's getting crowded, um, but it does a good job of focusing on one character, Doctor Strange, providing uh, a great origin story and his entry into the Marvel universe. It sets up a lot of different things and possibilities in the future. The effects are absolutely spectacular. I thought Dominic or Benedict Cumberbatch did a fantastic job as Doctor Strange. I know some people were bitching about it. I said, "No, he was fantastic." Yeah, no, he absolutely. And did. and I think uh, it was a lot better than I thought it would be. And I thought, I mean, the effects are spectacular, and that was cool. But it's like that's only going to carry you so far. And like I said, Doctor Strange is not the most interesting Marvel character to me. The the whole mystic thing is meh. They did a great job of bringing it down to earth, keeping it real, and making it fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it translates that well in the comics, to be honest. Like, because I've read, I've read a good few Doctor Strange comics, like before and after watching the movie, mm-hmm. and especially after, because like I was like. I really enjoyed the movie, and I'm like, I want to get into this character, and I'm trying to read the comic book, and I'm like, this just, it doesn't play the same as, like, what is watching the movie, because with the effects and stuff like that, you can, yeah. like, clearly see the effects in, in the movie, and, like, the comic books, it doesn't quite do it justice. It's still an interesting character and whatnot, but, like, the the movie did it so well that I don't think I can bother reading it in, in the comic books, but... Yeah, like I totally agree. Bennett Cumberbatch's performance was fantastic. He, he did slip a couple of times with the accent, but 
you can kind of, it was more near the, like, near the beginning of the movie, you could hear it slipping back in, and, uh, like, Ali was bitching, like, why didn't they just, like, give him his English accent, but, I mean, Doctor Strange is an American, like, he's an American mm-hmm. in the comics, and he's an American in the movie, that's fine, um, and they obviously wanted, they didn't want to make him English, because I think if you make him English, he's, he's slightly too similar to, like, Sherlock, and people would totally... Okay. Like, uh, totally build that up as a comparison because obviously Benedict Cumberbatch plays Sherlock in the Sherlock TV show, and mm-hmm. they, they're both kind of like they're both very arrogant. So people would draw parallels to it and just say, "Oh, he's just playing the same character again." Whereas because he's got an American accent, it makes it seem completely different. <laughs> it's totally different, like mannerisms and whatnot. Is strange, but yeah, mm-hmm. really enjoyed the movie. Effects excellent. Story was really good as well as like an orange story. Fantastic. Some really good Easter eggs in there, especially one of the post-credit scenes. Probably the best post-credit scene we've had in, I don't know, years. Probably since Thanos. It's probably the best one. I, mean, I read I mean, something about I mean, that post-credit too much, scene. But, hmm? Yeah, I think you are. You're overselling that. It was a decent post-credit scene, but... Um, I had read uh, an interesting theory on that post-credit scene, but we can save that for the spoiler show. Yeah, we'll, we'll save that for the spoiler show. I, I, I do think it's definitely top five for uh, the MCU, hundred percent. Like Winter Soldier is like number one for me. This is probably like number two or three. Like wow, really, even yeah. even higher than Ant Man. Yeah, well, definitely higher than Ant Man. Like we we know that I, I liked Ant Man. But we know that it was never it's never gonna be my favourite movie because it's not the Hank Pym Ant Man story that I want to see. <laughs> but yeah, I mean this is like a totally You're comic right. faithful <laughs> it's a totally comic faithful adaptation of Doctor Strange, done pretty much mm-hmm. perfectly. Um I did really like the sort of final battle. Probably the best final battle in yes. in the MCU so far. Like because it was totally different from anyone they've done so far because mostly they've done just ones like they've built up a similar character and they've had them not they've had them fight like against the hero or they've had like in the team up movies they've had a big bunch of enemies mm-hmm. and they've had to take them all out followed by taking out the leader of all the, all the enemies but this one totally different is a totally different take on it and is is pretty spectacular it's uh, unique Yes. I think is the best way to put it. 100%. And they unfortunately can't, can't do it again the same as that, so they need to come up with something even more clever for the, <laughs> the next movie they do, but yeah, absolutely perfect the way, the way they did it. Yeah, I, I think they did a great job. Um, we will probably... Uh, we're still working on Nandy's schedule as to how when we're going to record... Uh, but the good thing is there's no Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. until after Thanksgiving. There will be one more episode before Thanksgiving. I don't know if there will be two. We'll, we'll have to work <laughs> on that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, th- I think our next episode, and we will make sure it's uh, clearly labeled, will probably be the Doctor Strange spoiler cast. Yeah. Before, it gets, before we, we forget too much, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> My old feeble brain just can't do it anymore, you know? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, 100%. But, but yeah, great movie. Uh, if you've not seen it yet, 100%, go and see it. Uh, it's do, doing really well at the box Absolutely. office as well. Yes. So, all right. 
Um, why don't we get into some news? And I, I need to apologize to everybody beforehand. I'm trying not to wheeze into the mic tonight because I'm fighting a cold and laryngitis, but I apologize if for some reason I do. And hopefully we got our audio levels fixed again. Blame uh, Apple for uh, screwing up uh, my entire computer uh, with the new iOS. Because hmm. that, that screwed me up, that not only here, but on uh, on multiple shows. But hopefully we got the levels right this week, because the two we did back to back were a little sketchy. So, all right, Andy, what do we got for news? Yes, so we've got a few bits and pieces of news. Uh, I'm trying to see where we stopped with the news from the last episode because we skipped it on the on the last last episode. Uh, it's been yeah, a okay. while. Yeah, yeah, because we had to jump around a little bit. Okay, here we go. I think I think this is uh, I think this is the last piece of news that we didn't didn't get to mention. Um, Defenders has had some new cast members added. Yes, this is now officially known as the Marvel All Star Clusterfuck. Yes, basically. to go along with to, to go along with the DC All Star Clusterfuck, known as the Legends of Tomorrow, yeah, which well, has been I mean, really good this season. <laughs> Uh, do you know, I, have, I haven't started watching this season yet, but I need to try and get caught up so that I can watch this mm, e- even more mad clusterfuck that they're doing with the big crossover. Because like, they're doing right. the crossover of the four shows this year, which which looks right. as if it's going to be pretty good. But but yeah, so the Defenders has added more cast members, so you're getting Rosario Dawson, Scott Glenn, and Rachel Taylor as well, all added, so that's Hellcat, Stick, and uh, what's her name, Claire? Claire is everywhere. And She's Electra. And, and Electra, yep. And uh, obviously we already knew that uh, Simone Missick and Deborah Ann Wolf are going to be in it. So that's Misty Knight and uh, Karen Page. So, uh, so like pretty everybody. much everybody in the Netflix. All, all the kind of all the kind of major characters in the in the shows are coming into it, which is awesome. Like uh, the if I had a wish list for all the characters that I wanted in the Defenders. Out of the characters that have been introduced in the Netflix shows so far, this would be it. So they're they're doing exactly what well, we really think, wanted. Well, I don't think pretty much. There's nobody left. They haven't left anybody out, as far as I can tell. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Well, I mean, I, like Iron Fist, we don't know who who's going to be introduced in his sure. show. They might be in it, but yeah, apart from that. You know, Stray Hobo number three from Jessica Jones episode <laughs> four is in is in the <laughs> Defenders. You know, uh, so <laughs> it's 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 the Marvel All Star clusterfuck. Hmm. Uh, but it's also, also the show we want. Oh uh, yeah, hundred percent. I, I can't wait for Defenders. I'm not that excited about uh, Iron Fist to be honest. No, nothing I've seen for it so far is like I mean the the trailer looked all right, but and I was kind of like this with Luke Cage though. But now that I've watched most of Luke Cage, like Luke Cage is brilliant. Mm. Like I think I've got like three or four episodes left, but and, and it's it's a fantastic show as well. So I, I don't I think the first episode was kind of a bit meh, and then after that it was it's been really good. Uh, I think I think the I I haven't gotten past the first four and I definitely want to get back to that but uh, we're actually just wrapping up uh, one one show uh, 
that's actually getting canceled in the next couple of weeks. But um, I I thought the first four were a great setup episodes. It it sets up everything else. It's the origin. It's the reason he becomes who he becomes. Uh, and I, th- I think they did a good job of setting that up, and I'm looking forward to see where it goes from there. Yeah. yeah and there are good. some good scenes in there, too. Yeah. I think there's some really good acting in it as well. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I, I've really I've really been digging Cottonmouth. Like, <laughs> he's so, so cool. Like, I don't know what it is about him, but I just really like him. Um, okay, other, other news. Uh, Jessica Jones... Getting a pop vinyl figure. <laughs> I remember, yeah, that's right. So it's really cool, though, like because uh, it's based on the mm-hmm. like Chris and Rattles version in the in the Netflix shows, and it looks it looks like ridiculously cute. It's cool, but but yeah, that's coming out. I, I always like to mention that, like when the MCU ones come out, like the specifically the TV show ones come out because mm-hmm. they're slightly different from the the regular. I don't know if there is a a normal Jessica Jones one, but they're always slightly different from the. The normal ones, and I do, I, I do, I always keep meaning to go and buy these, these other ones like the Agent May one, and the I think there's a there's a Daisy, there's a Daisy Johnson one out there as well. I have not seen the Daisy one yet. I'm sure, I'm sure there is. I'd have to, I'd have to double check. I'm sure I saw that. I'm checking Amazon as we speak. <laughs> and supposedly there was a Grant Ward and. Um, if we had ended up at the mall that I was at today, if if I was going to find them retail, that's probably there's a store there that I would have found them at. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's uh, definitely, I definitely have, a Daisy Johnson one. Okay. Don't know about Take that. Take your word for it. Yeah, there definitely is. Uh, uh, I can see it on Pop Vinyl's website. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure you'll be able to find it on Amazon or or somewhere somewhere similar. Yep. Yep. So, um you did send me an article about the some of the Doctor Strange Easter eggs and references and stuff like that. Well, obviously we'll we'll save that for this podcast, I think, cuz that's bound to be spoilerific if we mention any of those. Okay. Okay, so we also. I'm just looking at the prices on the Daisy Johnson thing. They range from eight dollars to sixty. Okay, <laughs> and they're all the same, I take it. Yeah. As far as I can tell, yeah. yeah. It's probably like uh, when it sells out for the eight dollar version, then people might accidentally order the the sixty one. It'll be like a private sale or something like that. So uh, we did get some uh, some other news though. Uh, we have the possible mm-hmm. uh, premiere date for the Cloak and Dagger TV show. But That's right. I put that up today. Yeah, but unfortunately, it sounds like it's quite a long way off. Two thousand and eighteen, it's going to be coming out. Winter two thousand and eighteen specifically. That's a long time away. That's two years away. So they've not even they've clearly not even started casting this thing yet. I mean, they're not. Even, they won't start shooting it until probably late next year, if it's not aired until late the year after. So yeah, that's a long way off. So I don't even think we'll hear anything about this for probably six months to a year. I was curious because after they announced it, like they just went silent on it. I mean, it's announced what six months ago now. 
At least, yeah. Yeah, and they just announced it, and they went dark on it, and that's they can continue to go dark on it. So, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Um, they they are billing it as a superhero love story, though. Oh. So, um, we do have some other uh, one. The one thing I did want to mention about Doctor Strange is if you're in this is from an, an article about five frustrating questions. Uh, you'll be left asking after watching Doctor Strange now no spoilers of course but <laughs> the question is when exactly is the movie set it's very unclear oh. and Marvel needs to come out and explain when the fuck this movie is set because it's very it's kind of unclear from the movie we know it's we know it's after Avengers but that's it we don't know any because or or sometime uh, it's certainly after the start of Avengers because it was Avengers Tower is in the movie but as far as the yes. rest of it we have no idea there's no way to tell e- even with the like couple of like little easter eggs and stuff like that it doesn't it doesn't give you the sort of time frame of like where the movie starts and where the movie ends and how long each thing takes which is a little bit confusing If if anyone if anyone thinks they have an idea of how uh, of when it is, if they can feel free to tweet at Castle Shield and uh, and let us know. Uh, okay, so some some uh, concept art was released for uh, Ant Man this week, and apparently okay. in one of the drafts of the script, Arnim Zola was scheduled to appear. Yes. But it was as like the robot form of Arnim Zola, so they did like a bunch of uh, different concept arts of like Arnim Zola as a robot, which some of them looked really cool. <laughs> and I want to see, I want to see this robot fucking Zola. Like they've teased it since like Captain America: The First Avenger, and we've uh, and we've still not got it's still not come to fruition. So uh, would it have fitted in an Ant Man? Probably not. How would they have squeezed that into the story? I have no idea. But it's definitely something that uh, I would love to see in a movie of one of the movies going forward. Probably not Thor The Dark World. Probably not Spider-Man. I I think... I think they did enough with Ant-Man. I kind of like it when they don't sit there and uh, jam... 50,000 story points in there. That's kind of been the problem with the Avengers and even Civil War to a a lesser extent. Hmm. But, you know, keep it to, uh, you know, one or two storylines. Yeah. So, Doctor Strange is tracking well at the box office. It has, so far, around $153 in North America. Number one, two weekends in a row. Pretty good. Uh, it's it's uh, looks like it's going to do better than *Thor: The Dark World*, which is is good for a, a first movie. Although mm. *Thor: The Dark World* was not a good movie. <laughs> no, it wasn't, and it is kind of the low end of the Marvel spectrum. But you know, if after Guardians, I'm always afraid to say anything at this point because, you know, I've, I've thrown dirt on Ant-Man, I've thrown dirt on Guardians, and I, you know, I, I wasn't sure about 
Doctor Strange until I started seeing some of the the footage. Um, I, I would hope that this is one of the higher grossing ones. Yeah. Maybe top ten. Yeah, I would hope so as well. I mean, I, I would like. Hmm. It, it deserves it. It's a. It's one of their. It is one of their best films. Yep. You know, uh, you know, Marvel Studios is still only what like fifteen. You know, somewhere between twelve and fifteen movies deep. They've only made twelve. You know, what uh, maybe fifteen movies at this point. Hmm. Um. So they're still learning, and you can see the quality of just everything get better with each movie. Um, and this one, this one, uh, you know, th this tells a great story. That doesn't mean it's one of my five top five favorites. It's right, <laughs> it's hovering around five or six. But um, you can, it, it as as a movie. It is a cohesive, fun story, and it deserves uh, it deserves to be seen by people because they just did a spectacular job with it. Hundred percent. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on the box office for that and uh, hope hope it does well. But but yeah, go and see it if you haven't seen it. Like we said. Okay. Uh, other news: uh, the Russos have been out on location this week, scouting locations for one of the Infinity War movies and it looks like they're scouting a location for uh, Avengers Mansion because they are scouting <laughs> some sort of place with uh, a very big, very grand uh, staircase in it and uh, yeah, I reckon that's going to be uh, Avengers Mansion which would be interesting because right now the Avengers have like, they, they have Avengers Tower like or Stark Tower yep they have that, and they also have that training facility place as well, out in wherever it is that Ant Man tried to break into. I upstate New York. Upstate New York, yeah. Upstate, upstate New York. Yeah, so they've got those two places. So uh, the only reason they would need another place is if they have more members. So maybe they're going to go on a recruitment drive. Maybe they'll go to Hell's Kitchen. Maybe they'll I don't know that, that training facility. Base. <laughs> I, I think that uh, Avengers facility in upstate New York could hold quite a few people, Andy. Hmm. True, true. But yeah, it'd be cool to see Avengers Mansion, and it'd be cool to see what they do. Like yeah. if they get if they get a Jarvis system in place there again, because I, I think we've missed Jarvis now that like Jarvis's voice has become Vision. And Tony Stark doesn't have Jarvis in his head anymore. He's got what was it Friday? Right. I miss I miss Jarvis. Jar they need to bring Jarvis back. You can have Jarvis and Vision. That's fine. We we understand they're two separate like Jarvis is an AI and Vision's like a sort of sentient man thing who has feelings. Sentient man thing. All right. <laughs> oh, man thing. That's that's someone who says he man thing. I thought there was rumors that he was going to show up in uh, Shield at some point. Yeah, he might. <laughs> Who knows? Okay, so uh, Kevin Feige has confirmed uh, Michael Keaton's role in Spider-Man: Homecoming. He is playing the Vulture. Okay. <laughs> Makes because sense. They're, 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 yeah, hundred percent. I mean, we called this a, a while ago. 
And mm. it, I think there was some rap sheets and stuff like that that, that said that he's playing the Vulture. Um, but there was like a kind of a strong rumour going around online that Marvel had actually secretly cast him as J. Jonah, J. Jonah Jameson. Which I would thought, okay, play yeah. as well. But uh, but yeah, uh, uh, Ken Feige has come out and said that he is definitely playing the Vulture. Okay. Which is good. Um, okay, and other Spider-Man Homecoming casting stuff. So, Zendaya... You see, if you remember, remember her, she was casting yep. in, uh, in a role playing someone called Michelle. Now, right. we we then had the leaked cast list that said she was playing Mary Jane. Yeah. But she has now come out and said that she is not a romantic interest in this movie. And that some of the cast sheets, or the, the sort of casting call sheets, were mixed about so as to throw people off as to who was playing what character. So that kind of throws up some of the the characters as to who the actors are playing. So now we don't know if these casting sheets are true or not. So she might not in fact be playing Mary Jane Watson and someone else in the movie maybe. Who knows? But yeah, she says, or there uh, might not be a uh, Mary Jane Watson this soon. Yeah, they're very well mean. I mean, the, she she didn't come into uh, she, she wasn't introduced right away. Uh, Mary Jane Watson was uh, a lot uh, later in the Spider-Man mythos. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you don't have Mary Jane Watson, though, surely you have to have Gwen Stacy. Stacy, like. Th- if you don't have one of those two, then did you have? Well, you are still in the early stages, and even Gwen wasn't there uh, in the first issue. Well, it depends what angle you yeah. you read that from, because there's been yeah. multiple retellings of it where Gwen was there oh, and Mary true. Jane was there, and like, <laughs> I mean, which one is canon now? Who knows? Like, <laughs> it's probably many YouTube videos about which one is is the the true origin story now. <coughs> I mean, obviously these will, these will like uh, this one will be a slight different twist on it, so we don't know who's going to be there and who's not. Amazing Fantasy fifteen, I've said. Drop the <laughs> yeah, mic. That's, that's the one. That's the one. <laughs> but, I mean, they've retconned bits and pieces over the years, so who, who knows what's the, yeah. the the definitive origin now? But yeah, so we'll we'll see who she ends up being. Uh, maybe we'll find out in the trailer, maybe I'd say probably not, we probably won't find out who she is until we actually sit down and see the movie True Additionally, Spider-Man Homecoming Tom Holland has confirmed that he's going to be dancing in the movie Which Do we care well, the the only thing that to mention with that is, do you remember? Actually, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but uh, Spider Man Three. No, I have ever... not seen Spider Man. Okay, so, so in Spider Man, which Spider Man Three? Well, there only is one Spider Man Three. Well, I thought they, they did uh, the first one Three too, but all right. Yeah, yeah. Well, they did Spider Man One, Two, Three, and then they did Amazing Spider Man and Amazing Spider Man Two. So they never got right. to three with that one. 
But yeah, okay. Spider-Man, Spider-Man 3, there was a sequence where Tobey uh, Maguire's uh, character, Peter Parker, was... Uh, well, Tobey Maguire's version of Peter Parker, I should say, sorry. He had been, like, using the Venom symbiote and using the black suit and everything, and then he kind of went on, like, a sort of egotistical power trip and it was all, like, emo and had, like, really black gelled hair and stuff and he danced and it was horrible and there are many 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 memes about this so feel free to go and look them up but yeah it looks ridiculous but yeah um tom holland is going to be be dancing at some point it's, so he says uh, yes there is a moment where he dances and it's so funny it's not good dancing <laughs> it might be like uh i think it's going to be a case of like i'm sure there's a prom involved here because as I mean, the movie's called Homecoming. There'll be a homecoming dance. Mm. I would assume so. It's probably going to be at that. I just thought it was, a, it was an amusing little story. So uh, Charlie Cox has been interviewed this week, and he has been talking about how he actually blinded himself in order to portray Daredevil. So he sort of managed to kind of blind himself because obviously I mean, he's he's not he's not blind <laughs> he's good at acting mm-hmm. blind but uh, but yeah basically he went to like a he went to a, a specialist an optician and he got these uh, lenses made for himself that were identical to his eyes but they made him completely blind so he put them in and mm. he couldn't see a thing pretty cool well hey method acting yeah Nothing wrong yeah. with that Hundred percent. I mean, I don't think that he used them the whole time, but because <laughs> otherwise, I think he would have had had to have mm. a lot more problems than than he did have, like his uh, in the movie. But uh, sorry, in the TV show. But yeah, uh, he, he he did a really good job of playing a blind guy because he basically was blind <laughs> for most of the most of the shoot. So that's that's commitment to your uh, art form. He does also say that he'd like to see uh, Bullseye appear in the next season. It's about time. Yeah, hundred percent. He's the character that needs to be the villain in the next in the next season. Yeah, they they need because yeah, no more hand. Let's go to somebody else. Hmm. I mean, I like Kingpin. I wasn't a big fan of the hand though. I liked it. I thought it was really well done the way they did it in the in the TV show, mm-hmm. and and like the way they've got Electra sitting now, like yeah. they've they've got it set up to to go really really dark and interesting in there. But that's probably going to go into Defenders. But however that falls out, and then it ties into Daredevil, they've they've got it set up really interestingly. Although I do think that the hand will be mostly dealt with by the t- time Defenders wraps. So, I've kind of... I've, I've they'll kind of be in disarray. Them. Oh, yeah. yeah. They'll, be, they'll be in disarray, and it might be... Uh, there will be room for somebody... For, for a different villain for season three of uh, Daredevil. Hmm. Okay. So, I've kind of buried the lead a little bit here. Because I think this, this story... There's a good bit of discussion in, involved with this. So... Some interesting rumours and bits and pieces have come out this week regarding the X-Men. Okay, I'm listening. Bear with me because X-Men right now, 
not part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They have, uh, well, X Men Apocalypse came out what last year? Last year or, or early this year? I can't June. Remember. June. Was it just June this year? Gee. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, it came out and it flopped. Uh, Deadpool also came out this year and did really well. And it does have a sequel lined up, but the director has now. Oh, that, that's turning in. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's turning into a train wreck, real quick. Yeah, it's turning into a train wreck. The director quit. The uh, the composer quit. <laughs> like, and they're now. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> it's a bit of a weird one. Um, I think it's down to. I think Ryan Reynolds is going to need to direct that thing himself to make it successful. But anyway, um, X Men Apocalypse came out and did not do particularly well at the box office. Now we know also Fantastic Four did not do well at the box office. Fox is kind of they must be questioning their uh, logic with regards to this these franchises going forward. Like we know Deadpool did well, but now that they're having these problems with it, surely they must be thinking about doing something with Marvel like what Sony's doing. They'll probably wait and see like how Spider-Man Homecoming does for Sony next year. But I mean if Sony makes a killing off of that, which they will, because it's going to be a great movie. Because Marvel, because <laughs> Marvel Studios is involved. Every Marvel Studios is at least a good movie. Most most of them are great, but they're at least always good. So I, I reckon that we're going to see the X Men be folded back in. Now they're they're talking about rebooting the X Men universe again. Now, I can't see them doing this outside of the MCU, like. How how does this make sense in, in any way, shape, or form to, to you, Chip, if they did it outside the MCU? The rumor I had seen was that the next thing they were going to tackle was the Dark Phoenix saga. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true, but this is as a reboot. As a reboot. Another reboot. Well, what, we're uh, five, six movies into this run? Well, sort of. I mean, they kind of soft rebooted it with uh, First Class and then and then Days of Future yeah. Past as well to tie them in um, <clears throat> I think if you're going to reboot it you wait until you reintegrate into uh, the MCU Yeah, I mean at that point it has to be rebooted um, doing it any other time damn. it's Unfortunately, uh, you've done six movies. That's probably what fifteen years. Um, yeah, that's a long I time. Is, yeah. Yep. That that's a long time. Uh, ha- you know, half of your audience uh, probably hasn't seen the first movie. Hmm. Half of your audience probably doesn't want to see the latest movie. <laughs> um, and you know. I mean, the reason why comics and even television shows work is they're on weekly or even yearly in in the Netflix model. But um, when it's two, three years between movies and now you're going, you know, the the whole series is 12 years old, uh, keeping, you know, uh, keeping that lore together and... Uh, continuity, you know, probably 
other than the select few, a lot of people won't even remember what happened in X, uh, X-Men 1. I almost called it Xbox 1. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I mean with, so, uh, with regards to the continuity, just to mention, they, uh, they had to make an entire movie just to fix the continuity of this, uh, of this franchise. So if you're going to do it, time it well. If if it looks like there's going to be something with Marvel or you want to reboot it, work with them now. Get everybody together so that if and when this ever uh, folds back into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you're either rebooting it at that point or it's already established. Uh, you know, you you have something you uh, a good base to work off of. Because especially if you do something with the Infinity War or Secret Wars where you're merging worlds together, which is, I'm going to guess, Secret Wars is the next Avengers movie after Infinity War. If they're going to do something like that. And, um, I, you know, that's, that's where you hook in and that's when you do the reboot. Yep, totally agree. Um, Just bouncing off of that, uh, comicbookmovie.com has an article on the six foolproof ways to reboot the X-Men franchise after the apocalypse. So obviously after X-Men apocalypse failed at the essentially failed at the box office and now we obviously we know that uh, Hugh Jackman's contract is up after after Logan next year and he's done with it after that. So that's their star done. He's not going to make any more <laughs> movies as Wolverine. Because he wants to make... I assume he wants to make proper serious movies now that he's a bit older. Very good as Wolverine, though. I will say that. The trailers I've seen for Logan look pretty decent. Yeah. and you, How many of these? How many of the X-Men movies have you seen? Hmm... I've seen the first one, and I think I've seen uh, First Class. Hmm. So those were both good movies. X-Men 2 was right. not bad as well. X-Men The Last Stand was garbage. Right. Days of Future Past was all so right. And uh, Apocalypse was pretty meh. And X-Men Origins... I think I own them all, was, though. Yeah, X Men Origins Wolverine was not not great, and they basically wrote it out when they did Days of Future Past. As with the Last Stand, they wrote that out as well, and they've basically they basically ended up with two timelines and whatnot. So uh, let's let's look at these uh, six six foolproof ways to reboot it. Now, number six, I don't think is a, a good way to reboot it at all. Uh, so number six is teaming them up with the Fantastic Four, which is a fucking terrible idea. Mashing two failing franchises together doesn't make a good franchise. Too many characters. Not enough screen time. Yeah, I mean you say that, but look, look at Civil War. There was tons of characters in that, and it's that's that was a great movie. But the, it, it, they don't belong together either, so. I mean, they do and they don't, but I, yeah, I don't think that this would uh, would work in the slightest. So, Fox, do not do that. And number five, dump Simon Kinberg. <laughs> so, Simon Kinberg is the writer of some of the movies. Uh, he wrote uh, Days of Future Past, 
but he also wrote The Last Stand and Apocalypse. So okay. they're <laughs> yeah, dump him because yes. he's clearly not got a good idea for writing a good story. Uh, okay, number four, doing a soft reboot. So, what do they mean by that? Yeah, I mean basically, they basically mean starting from scratch. Um, but I mean the way that X Men Apocalypse ends, it kind of sets the stage for like the basic like X Men team set up there because they've got like Cyclops and Jean Grey and Jubilee and whatnot. It, it's like set up to be a good movie going forward from that. So I don't know why you'd bother having. Uh, why you'd bother doing a soft reboot you could just continue on from there rather than reboot it if you wanted to just do that but yeah basically they I mean just start again with new actors which is just pointless uh, number three which is absolutely my preferred option make a deal with Marvel Studios like if I was Fox I would be <laughs> I would be floating some numbers right now with uh, and trying to get Kevin Feige to the table to to talk turkey and get the X-Men into the the MCU in some way, shape or form because that's the way to make the brand successful again and get them all back into the comic books and all that because we know that Marvel killed off the uh, X-Men in the comic books and they didn't produce any merchandising for any of the X-Men movies and whatnot because of the disagreements with Fox and things so if they did this they would get all that back, they got all the promotion and stuff from off of Marvel Studios and I think the fans would come back as well Avengers versus X Men. That's the way to go. Like, yeah, that that wasn't the best comic book storyline because it was largely just a bunch of fights between the Avengers, different Avengers, and different X Men. But as like a movie with like big set pieces with Avengers fighting against X Men, that would be a that would be an awesome spectacle. Uh, number two, recast Wolverine. Obviously, they have to recast them because uh, like they're gonna next, have to. Yeah, next uh, movie is going to be Hugh Jackman's last one. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Wolverine next. If they put him in, like, if they did, an- if they did another X Men movie in their universe, if they put a younger version of Wolverine in it as a different actor, which would make sense. The-, the thing they need to do with the next Wolverine, next person they cast as Wolverine, get a shorter actor. Because <laughs> Hugh Jackman's <laughs> too tall. Because <laughs> Wolverine is like a short, angry man. That's what he is. And Hugh Jackman is at all. I mean, he does does angry quite well, but he's very tall. <laughs> so they need to get a shorter actor next time. And uh, n- number one, set it in a present day shared universe. So this is more like uh, if you remember in Deadpool, how Colossus was in it and whatnot, like that sort of mm-hmm. present day, rather than. Rather than going off the the way the apocalypse ends, I think it's in, it's that movie is basically set in the eighties, the seventies, eighties, and uh, the way that it ends, it could just continue on from there, back then, but with the fact that Colossus is in Deadpool, that's present day. You could just have the X Men movie in the present day, which would also make sense and would tie it into the the Deadpool movie. Okay. Like, my preferred option is 100% to get them in the MCU. If they're not going to do that, present day is more interesting than the older one. Totally agree. I mean, yes. Uh, 
but the problem is you don't really have much of a shared universe because you're the characters you can draw from are limited. You only have the yep. mutants and you only have the Fantastic Four. Yep. You have some good villains though. The Fantastic Four has good villains. Like yeah. Galactus and they have the self of suffering and things like that. And I mean there are a lot of mutants and I mean I I can't really think of any that we've not seen too much of to be honest. But they have all those mutants. And yeah, like if they sort of redo them slightly differently in modern times, that would be kind of fine with me. But I do hope that they uh, they go they go just whole hog and they stick it in the MCU in some way, shape, or form. Like with the with the Infinity uh, with the Infinity War happening, many things could change. The status quo of the MCU will change completely, mm-hmm. and we've already mm-hmm. been introduced to the multiverse and whatnot from. Agent Carter, Thor, uh, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man. The multiverse theory is out there. So we know that there is the possibility that the X-Men is in a different universe and could get pulled in. Or shit could get fucked up and the X-Men might be created somehow in the MCU. By way of like... Maybe not so much a Terrigen bomb, but something like MD but are the opposite of MD because MD was where all the mutants basically said uh, I think it was Scarlet Witch said no more mutants and there were no more mutants uh, if you did something like the opposite of that Scarlet Witch goes let there be mutants and mutants just appealed they could do something like that I think you do something Secret Wars Infinity War related with um, just adding uh Worlds get uh, combined. Hmm. Yep, I think that would be the smart thing to do. But I hope that's what they do. Um, but yeah, that's about all the news that we had. Unless you saw anything else. All right, do we... No, I think we. I think we hit on everything. Um, it's been a couple of weeks. Do we have any tweets? I'm sure we did have a couple of tweets. I'm sure we did. And we did have a Facebook uh, post. Okay. Uh, have you have you got the have you got that one there? I'm working on it. <laughs> Actually, I'll just do it on my. Uh, hang on. <clears throat> Give me a minute while you're pulling up the tweets. I'll pull up this. Okay, I've got I've got one that was sent to us. Um, so this is an article that was sent to us uh, because I've clicked into the article. I'm not sure who sent it to us now, but I will. Uh, I will give them credit for it in a minute. Now, this is an article from The Ringer, and it's titled The Unfilmed Future of the Marvel Universe. Uh, Five slept-on superhero stories that are ready for their big-screen moments. Let's just have a quick run through these. Okay, so the first one is Dark Rain. Have you read Dark Rain? No, I'm aware of it, though. So so Dark Rain's basically where uh, Norman Osborn essentially takes over S.H.I.E.L.D. and renames yep. it. I, I can't remember what he renames it. It might have been... It might have been Hammer, but I, Hammer. I'm not 100%. Uh, yeah, it was Hammer, wasn't it? Hammer. Yeah, I, I was just kind of mis-thinking mis, uh, there because, obviously, Justin Hammer. But yeah, he, t- he takes over S.H.I.E.L.D., renames it Hammer, and that's... Uh, <laughs> basically, he pretends to be good. And uh, Do, do and you know where I know it bad. from? Um... 
Oh, obviously from Puzzle Quest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Puzzle Quest was based on uh, the original story. is based on Dark Ring. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, but Nominal's one ends up being bad, and that's he gets the Iron Patriot armor and all that sort of stuff. And really good story. If you've not read it, one hundred percent recommend it. It would be it would be a cool uh, it would be a cool movie to watch. Avengers Dark Reign. I I would like watching that. Yeah. The, okay. The, the, <clears throat> the the thing is, there are so many good Marvel stories and storylines and epic things. Uh, you know, crossover storylines, Dark Reign, um, World War Hulk, Planet Hulk was pretty contained. Um, uh. The, the the secret invasion, uh, the House of M. There's all these great storylines, but um, a it's only a two and a half hour movie, and b you have to build up to these things for them to be effective. The reason why they are great uh, and iconic uh, Marvel storylines is the history. Uh, of Marvel itself and how it affects that. And you don't have that with 15 movies yet. You're getting there. Hmm. But, you know, I mean, Civil War is... The the Civil War movie, while fantastic, really has nothing to do with the actual storyline and pales in comparison to the actual storyline. Yeah, to- totally agree. Um, I mean, Dark Rain, I think, would be really good. Norman Osborn is the absolute key to that, though. So, if they want to start thinking about doing that, you need to have Norman Osborn introduced in Spider-Man: Homecoming, or it will be years and years and years away. Yes, yeah, so we uh, have to wait for Spider. We have to wait for Spider-Man's testicles to drop first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so the uh, the next one is the Wakanda Atlantis War, which I'm not familiar with at all. I've never read this. Um, I've read parts of it. I think it crossed over with something. <clears throat> yeah, it was one of the storylines I was reading where uh, that was starting, uh, was in the midst of going on. Hmm. It might have been uh, something inhuman related. It basically started during uh, Avengers vs. X-Men. Um, Namor led an attack on Wakanda. He, he flooded it okay. with a tidal wave. Of course he did. <laughs> um, he killed untold number of uh, of Wakandans. So that's how it all started. And then obviously Wakanda went after them after that. I mean, yeah, like that's not something that I'm that interested in seeing. To be honest, maybe they could play it out in either a Namor movie or a Black Panther movie. It, I mean, it just kind of sounds well, like. Namor versus Black Panther, and we know that Batman versus Superman was not a good movie. So try and stay away from a like a one versus one versus movie like that. Any any thoughts on on that one? I think you could do re- something really cool in Phase Four if you introduce Namor, and I, there was an article and. I think I was in the car, so I didn't have a chance to read it. Uh, I, I kind of spotted it on Facebook as I was scanning through stuff, why they haven't done or why they won't do a Namor movie. Um, but if you you could set something up uh, with that, 
hmm. you know, and you, you uh, it could be um, the climax of Phase Four, where it you know where it's uh, the Wakandan Atlantean War. That would be a fantastic hmm. uh, way to wrap up phase four or you know even something in phase five if you have namor at if you do a black you have namor one black panther two uh maybe some uh interaction between the two uh you know especially if you do it doing an illuminati movie in uh four Hmm. which has been rumored and you will have almost all the members of the illuminati by then um and then in phase five, uh, sort of like a follow-up to Civil War, you have the Atlantean-Wakandan War. But you need, you know, it needs to be grounded. It needs to be built up. It needs to be uh, something that happens over the course of a number a number of movies. Civil, you know, Civil War this time worked because we saw the the tension between Steve and Tony in Avengers one and Avengers two and, you know, uh, a little bit in, uh, there's uh winter soldier and iron man three, although it wasn't direct, hmm. but, um, you know, that, that fight had been building through three, three or four movies uh, you would need to do the same thing with an Atlantean uh, Wakandan war. Yeah. I mean, we haven't even had uh, Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, uh, Atlantis. Atlantis. I was like, uh, no, that doesn't sound right. Yeah, we haven't even had Atlantis introduced yet, and Namor is only. Namor's not been mentioned at all, and it, like, Atlantis has only been seen in a very, very brief Easter egg in, what, Iron Man 1 or 2? I think it was Iron Man 2. Maybe. Yeah, so we there's a lot of build-up to do before you go into something like that. Uh, next one is Planet Hulk slash World War Hulk. Now, we're obviously getting elements of Planet Hulk in Thor Ragnarok, so don't expect to ever see a Planet Hulk movie at the moment, anyway. Uh, they could, however, go on to World War Hulk at some point from that. And I would love to see a World War Hulk movie. I think that'd be excellent. Yes, depending. It, it depends on a lot of things in that situation. Hmm. Um, de- mainly, how how does it end? Uh, how, how does uh, Ragnarok end? I mean, yeah. do we leave uh, Hulk stranded on a foreign planet, happy, and then you know all hell breaks loose? Um, in you know, in this instance. It wasn't the Illuminati that sent uh, the Hulk to this mystery planet. We don't even know if he was sent to a mystery planet at the end of... uh, We don't know where the hell the Quinjet went after uh, Age of Ultron. That, you know, that's left as a mystery. Yeah, so... We assume a lot. Yeah, we don't say in either one of two places. Like, either crash-landed on Earth, or it went to space. And, like, space is vast, right. so we don't know where it went in space. And how Thor comes into contact with him in uh, Thor Ragnarok, we don't know. But that that's obviously going to be answered uh, next year, and I think that will go a long way towards 
the sort of Planet Hulk mm-hmm. to World War Hulk story, and definitely if, if Thor ends up leaving him stranded on a planet somewhere, or if he stays on a planet somewhere of his own volition, then that clearly leads into like a potential. Maybe not even. Maybe that wouldn't. If Thor leaves him deliberately, then that could lead to like a World War Hulk thing, especially if other characters are involved. And I'll just say that for now. Um, mm-hmm. But if uh, if he opts to stay wherever he is voluntarily, then he's he can't be annoyed at anybody. <laughs> like I stayed on this. No, planet, but fuck you. <laughs> I mean the the re you know a he he actually found hat. I mean Planet Hulk is, is a very bittersweet story because yeah. the Hulk did find happiness. He did you know uh, it was the best thing for him. Until a major tragedy happens at the very end that uh, just totally wrecks him, and he then goes and seeks vengeance. Hmm. But it is a if it's if you ever get a chance to read uh, Planet Hulk, and it's not a long storyline. I think it's like no. twelve issues tops. I think it was a one year storyline. Planet Hulk is fantastic. Yeah, it's a great story, and I think World War Hulk's great as well. Like the the main story, not there's so many side books to World War Hulk that a, a lot of them are not as good. But the the main the main book is is very good. Both mm. uh, Next one is uh, Jane Foster as Thor. Now the problem with doing that is that they don't have a Jane Foster <laughs> anymore because Natalie Portman is done. She will not be coming they back as Jane Foster. So they could just recast. They could just, just recast her. But yeah, yep. female Thor. Now again, that is entirely dependent on what happens at the end of Ragnarok and Infinity War. Whether does Thor make it out of Ragnarok for one, and then does he make it out of Infinity War? What happens there? So like, if he dies at any point in either of those two movies, then yeah, hundred percent, you could have a female Thor, which would more likely be twisted into uh, being Valkyrie or uh, Sif, even maybe as the the new Thor, rather than. And uh, rather than Jane Foster, I think rather than because I don't think they'll recast Jane Foster. Not yet, anyway. Unless they recast Kira Knightley as Jane Foster, and then no one will notice the difference. (laughs) (laughs) Next one is uh, Avengers disassembled. Next one is Avengers disassembled slash New Avengers. Now, this was a really cool storyline where basically the Avengers split up, and then they formed like a new team of new Avengers. Now this is kind of what's happening in the MCU right now. The way that mm-hmm. the way that things have happened after the end of Civil War. The Avengers are fractured. So you've got Tony Stark's team, which are kinda like the new Avengers. And then you've got <clears throat> and then you've got Cap's team, who are kinda like the secret Avengers at this point. Yep. Because he's basically I mean at the end of Civil War he basically says Call me if you need me, and like all all his team is still kicking about somewhere. So this is a high possibility for them to go, and they could they could definitely have elements of this in Infinity War because they're gonna there's gonna be some sort of fracturing, and then they'll need to come back together to fight Thanos, obviously. Yep. Although what Hawkeye can do against Thanos, <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's an arrow, ping. Uh. Like, there's a glove we're not, that doesn't we're, work. 
not tonight. We, we can say the. I mean, because you can say the same thing about Daredevil. <coughs> true, true. But yeah, Hawkeye's cannon for the. <coughs> and that was it. That was that article. Um, but yeah, that was uh, Tim Hernandez sent us that. Yep. And we had one Facebook message by Alan Dukes. Let's make sure I got that name right. Let's stay up. Damn it. Um, yeah, Alan Dukes. He wants to know uh, why we don't have advertising. <laughs> Is there any reason why you gents don't have, have advertisers? Um <clears throat> A, we really haven't looked into it. B, nobody's approached us. Uh, C, money makes things really weird. <laughs> I, I mean, and we would. I mean, it gets it, it gets even weirder for us because if we had to declare taxes and whatnot, Andy lives in Scotland. I live in here. How the hell do you do that? <laughs> I mean, yeah. The, I mean, the number one thing is that no one has ever come up to us and said. We would like to advertise on your show, and would I mean would we really want to? Like especially like I mean a lot of these a lot of podcasts have advertising and stuff like that to like run their websites and stuff like that. We don't have a website. All the all the things that we use are entirely free, or like we've bought the things off our own backs, like mics and computers and and that sort of stuff, and all the the hosting space is free. And yeah, we don't have a server or anything like that to pay for, so everything's free. So we and we do the show for free, like you know, everything. Yeah. If somebody wants to hire us, like and put us on the Disney payroll, we have said we would be very happy with that. Hell, I'm if I can't get on the Disney payroll through this this podcast, (laughs) Normie and I are going to get on the Disney payroll. on ESPN with the Chip and Normie show uh, <laughs> to replace his and hers uh, come January. Uh, but yes, I want to become a Disney slave. But, but yeah, uh, as, as far <laughs> yeah, as far as like yeah. slaves don't get paid. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, it, like a lot of these, a lot of podcasts and stuff, I, I hear them doing like their ad at the start of the show and all that sort of stuff, and they have. Like what's the one that keeps coming up? Me undies and those ones for like video blocks and and all that sort of stuff. I mean, we don't really believe in those products, so like, why would we tell you to buy them if we wouldn't buy them? Like, if I don't buy you know, a product, I'm not going to tell you to buy it, am I? <laughs> if you know, yeah, like like we've always said, Marvel Unlimited, we would love yep. uh, to work with them, um, and get free subscriptions i just i'll save it for another show but i just had a, a an issue with my subscription for the last few weeks <laughs> um but uh a loot crate you know it, if it was something that was kind of germane to our show mm. yes um by the way i did get my first uh i i put it up last week it's been a while i did get my first marvel loot crate gears and goods mm. last week and this is all, it's all from Loot Crate, it's all exclusive crap, and it's all Marvel. You know, there's no Doctor Who or Rick and Morty crap in there, it's all just Marvel shit. Hmm. And I got the Doctor Strange bathrobe, which was amazing. Oh, nice, nice. So, I mean, and, th- 
those are the yeah. only types that we would ever even consider because because those are like products that are relevant to the show as well as uh they're relevant to the show as well as being uh relevant to uh, as well as being things that we might buy in any way without having to have like as some kind of incentive behind it i mean the, the only benefit like really for the listeners would be that they would get some sort of discount in it i suppose because a lot of these things they give you like ten percent discount when you sign up for your first month, that sort of thing. Well, let's put it this way: we would we would eva- we would not we don't we would never say never, but we would you know if somebody wanted to advertise on the show and wanted to approach us about it and had uh, something that we thought uh, would a benefit the show and us. Um, Hey, you know, hey, Andy, we've been doing this for three years. If somebody wanted to pay us something, you know, I'm not going to say no, <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not going to sell. Out. We're not going to sell out either. Yeah, you know, and, it, we're we're not going to we're not going to start uh, pimping Blue Apron, <laughs> no, uh, or things like that. You know, no me on these commercials here. No, no, no. Uh, the, no. the one thing I will say though is that I mean, we do. We do advertise every week our our own shows, like yeah. th- that's where our advertising comes in. Cross promotion of our our other shows, like uh, I've got my other podcast and, and you've got your other podcast, and we pimp those every week. So th- that's where our advertising is really. We want you to go and listen to those other things, and there's no there's no advertising on those shows either. So no. So, Andy, I'm really losing my voice, so I think we should wrap this one up. Yeah, me too. <laughs> It's get it's getting bad. Um, so, Andy, when you're not out uh, being a corporate shill, where can people find you? <laughs> you can find me every Tuesday on uh, Forty Two Level One with the, the ultimate corporal shill, Ali. <laughs> we broadcast uh, live on all games Tuesdays, four thirty Eastern, one thirty Pacific, nine thirty Greenwich Mean Time. We talk uh, TV shows, movies. And mainly video games, and you can find all our episodes on allgames.com as well as Stitcher and iTunes. And I can be found Tuesday nights as well on allgames.com at 9 p.m. Eastern on the B-Team Podcast with my co-hosts Ryan, Fred, and Eli, where we talk games, TV, movies, and tech. Check it out. It's always a good time. And then I also do... Knuckleballer Radio, Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, with Sean, Normie, and Eli, where you never know what we're going to talk about. Yes, last week it was <laughs> the election. This week it might be, who knows? I, it might be the the Blue Apron type uh, food service, that mail order <laughs> service my wife and I have started. Uh, okay. started using. The, the advertising begins. <laughs> so... Uh, no, they're not. Yeah, yeah. I, that there's something I need. I need the. I need uh. I need uh. Whatever the company's called to start, pay, uh, sending us some free meals. But uh, check ch- check it that out. It's a lot of fun. We have a good time. Um, and uh, we will see you guys next week, probably with our Doctor Strange spoiler cast, because I think we'll probably Thanksgiving week will probably be a bit busy. But uh, we'll see you guys then. And I don't care uh, what type of uh, luxury vehicle they think uh, they're going to give you. 
to to advertise their crap. Whatever you do, don't touch Lola. I have no voice left. We're out of here. Bye, guys. <laughs>